Welcome downtown to this woman from NYC on the 5th, where wellness meets good vibes. Listen along for perspectives on cultivating a nourishing life of well-being, greater meaning, fulfillment, and purpose. It's all love. It's all healing. It's all ascension to greatness. Here's your host, Jazz Feliciano. One of my goals for the show is to embrace the community and provide a forum for insightful discussion with others, a meeting of the minds, if you will. Of these community leaders is Franco Blueprint. Their primary goal is to assist and empower entrepreneurs in creating healthy financial foundations for their businesses by educating them on essential accounting operations that will increase their income, prevent fraud, and pinpoint cash flow mismanagement. Administrative controls and compliance are key components to their commitment to ensuring businesses achieve smart and steady growth. Their secondary goal is to educate individuals, especially the youth, on money management strategies by aiming to impact the next generation on creating a positive and proactive relationship with their finances. They actively participate in creating the leaders of tomorrow. It is without further ado that I welcome the CEO of Franco Blueprint, Onario Franco. Welcome to the On the Fifth podcast. Hi, good evening. How are you? I am doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Doing pretty, pretty good here. Well, uh, to bring the listeners up to speed, uh, who Oneida Franco is, she's not, actually, she's not a stranger on recording such a conversation. I actually had her on Social Sundays, which is a, a YouTube segment that I have on this one from NYC on YouTube. And we are doing our secondary chat now on the podcast platform which is pretty cool so i'm excited about this yeah me too i'm glad um, i'm happy to have the opportunity to continue the conversation um the topics that we touched were very deep yeah um and you know there's always room to keep on expanding on those uh ideas and subjects absolutely and today to bring it up uh to current events right now i was scrolling through the instagram feed earlier and i noticed you post some pictures from your charitable organization uh so not only is oneida uh basically the mastermind behind franco's blueprint but she also has a charitable organization as well if oneida if you don't mind can you just give us a backdrop on the name and what's that all about yep um this is kind of uh my passion what i want to retire doing for the rest of my life. Um, and it's called Fundación Generaciones Sanas. And a, a translation would be Wholesome Generations. It is a nonprofit organization in the Domin- based in the Dominican Republic. That's where we registered. That's, uh, you know, my background, my parents, that's where they're from. And we are aiming to impact the youth of tomorrow because that's what this fabric of society is made of. If we don't provide them with a good infrastructure, uh, mentors, people that they can look up to, um, that creates, I think, a lot of uh, troubled youth. So we're trying to impact more than anything uh, underprivileged communities and communities that really need it. Uh, that's our target right now. And we're working on a strategic plan for 2020 that we'll, it will be launching in, um, at the end of the year. Hopefully, we'll be launching the actual website right now. I only have, you go into uh, fungesa.org, uh, F-U-N-G, 
esa.org, you'll see our mission vision. Um, right now it's, it's in Spanish, but I am going to install a, a plugin that you can translate it in different languages. But that's a, a gist uh, of it. I mean, we've done several events already. Um, I started because I was inspired by a friend of mine that she was uh, doing the same in her uh, country, uh, Honduras. And I told her, I said, hey, Katie, her name is Katie Fonseca. And I said, hey, Katie, can, can, you, can you help me do something like that in the Dominican Republic? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. She's like, if you, you only have to have the desire to do something. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to ask for permission to help someone. Just do it. If that's in your heart, you just start. You know, even if you don't know how to, and that's what we did. Our first project was equipping a uh, library for the school of the community where my father grew up in Dominican Republic. Um, I went there one year of school back in, I'm going to say like fourth grade. And 20 years went by and they still didn't have a library. So oh, wow. when I, yeah, back, I asked for permission for the Board of Education, the principal, and they actually donated one of the uh, classrooms and we retrofitted it into a library. And um, I'll give you links so you can post it and people can check it out because it's a good initiative. You know, we're, we're just starting. We're trying to impact um, as much as we can, right? With the little time that we have, I try to do as much as I can. But you start, you know, um, how do you say that? Like a, a, a journey of a thousand miles starts with one um, with one step. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing. That that's that's in a gist, but it's so much more than that. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? It's very. I love this whole conversation simply because I'm very big on philanthropy and very big on charitable organizations and supporting that as such. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be a listener out there that's going to feel very geared towards or inspired to get started on something, um, you know, helping the community. And I think that's so important. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be posting some resources. So listeners will be able to follow through on this woman from NYC on Instagram. Definitely check that out. I will be posting all the websites and just to get everybody oriented as far as your organization and so on and so forth. So this actually leads me to my first question. How do you find inspiration in your personal and your professional life? Wow, that, that's, um, that's such a beautiful question. So I find inspiration in everything and everyone. I was talking to my partner the other day and saying, you know, we were, we were just having this conversation on how there's always going to be bad. But there's always good. So you have to choose every day the good. And you have to choose that other side of the coin, that brighter side of things, right? And before you know it, it's going to become a habit of you always looking at the good in people. Uh, a lot of people tend to, um, let's say that not everybody perceives me the right way, right? Just to give you an example. Right. Um, because we are all mirrors of each other. So if I look at you, Jazz, right, and I see such a wonderful, powerful woman, you're so loving. I mean, you're, you're so graceful. But oh, why? Because I see that in myself and I love myself. But then another person might see you differently because they have issues that they need to deal with, right? They're seeing their reflection in you of what they have inside, right? Absolutely. So, um, back to kind of circle back to, to, to the question, what I find inspiration, it's in everything in myself and the things around me. Um, I don't know. I see a child smiling that makes me smile <laughs> my professional life. Um, 
what I'm doing is inspires me right now. We're really proactive trying to help the small business and entrepreneurs and artists, you know, the, the little guys that are starting out that don't necessarily um, know where to go. Right. And, and there's so much information in the web that sometimes is really hard to pin down what you need. And especially yeah. if you're trying to create a product or a service, you're not really concerned about one of the most important part of a business, which is compliance, the accounting, the money. So that is often neglected. And that's why a lot of people get discouraged because they don't have people to mentor them, guide them, show them the ropes. Um, a lot of uh, big firms don't usually cater to those. To, they do, like if they want it, they have the money to pay them. But unfortunately, that's not their target market, right? So we're trying to create, that's like our niche that we're trying to reach. But we also work with other uh, bigger entities too. Um, and, uh, but that are not necessarily big corporation, but that are, but, but they are big ventures as well. Let me see. Let me try to give you an example. We work with a fashion designer. I work with a lawyer, um, artists. Two artists, actually, um, e-commerce, uh, artificial intelligence to uh, customers that they created like an AI platform, general contractor, uh, an events planning company. Um, yeah, the list goes on. So it's very they come like in all, um, all a lot of industries. It's not just we're not focused on one because um, I think to focus just on one I don't know, when I started, they told me, no, yeah, you have to kind of pick an area. And I said, well, the area that I'm going to pick is really the people that are starting out, the smaller entities, the startups, right? That, that they have these big ideas, these, you know, larger than life ideas that they want to change the world, but they don't necessarily can afford the support or have the support. Right. Um, so that's who, who we're uh, like our niche market. I love how versatile. Mm -hmm. I mean, your whole businesses, because like you said, it's just like you're not just niche down to one particular industry sect. There's just so many. That's pretty much well enough inspiration, if anything, as far <laughs> yeah. as your professionalism goes. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm inspired just in my, prof I guess, to, to kind of close out that question in my professional life by people. Like there's people that are doing incredible things that like I, I'm talking about her and it gives me goosebumps and people and that I've met. And, you know, in different types of industries, the things that they're doing, that they're involved in, they're changing the world. And that inspires me in my professional life. That's amazing. I love it. It's like a global, it's just like a global yeah. help, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. That's awesome. I, actually, one more thing, right? Um, I am actually part of a, uh, what's called a host entrepreneur. And it's um, hosted by the European Commission. And they have a program where they match uh, entrepreneurs here in, in North America with um, students abroad to come do internships here. So I'm also, yeah, I wow. am globally. Yeah, yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I I'll send a link for that too as well so you can look into it because it's pretty, pretty amazing. And and these entrepreneurs, you have to see the things that they're working on. It's pretty um pretty amazing and and that's who we're trying to you see that's who we're trying to reach oh yeah absolutely i mean given the circumstances like if they're from a country where they don't easily have those resources available to them i'm pretty sure this is like a really major deal <laughs> a major yeah. big deal yeah that's why the uh the you know that program exists in the the european commission um and it's um 
That's in North America, pretty much. And I believe Israel, if I'm not mistaken. I'll send you the link so you can take a look at it. It's pretty cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. So jumping in now out of the professional atmosphere, more into the inner workings. How do you contribute unconditional love into the life of others? By showing them words speak louder than words. I can tell you that I love you. I actually don't like to use that term a lot because um, the word itself doesn't mean anything if it's not backed up by action. So I like to show love, you know, that unconditional love. When I'm invested in a friendship with my partner, with my daughter, with my friends, family, I am truly invested. I'm, I'm a very committed person. So let's say, I don't know, I... If I hear that my daughter likes a certain type of food, I'll make sure that I buy it for her. I'll make it for her. I'll show her that I care, that I'm listening to her, and that I love her. And I try to support her. And, and that goes for everybody in my life. Like, I truly listen and, and show them that I love them. That's the only way. That's the literally the only way uh, right. that you can truly um, contribute, as your question says, unconditional love to others. Um, is by showing them like if you truly care about somebody don't say that you love them do something for them that's going to help them in their life oh yeah absolutely that goes what i was saying even the act of reciprocation in that form definitely makes a really big impact and i totally agree the whole concept of love i feel like it's just unfortunately when it's said it's a little too superficial for me and like yourself, like I need action. Like I need some form of action, like some type of like help me out type of a thing. Uh, show your dedication, in other words, towards uh, that. You know, uplift me, uplift right. me, support me. Do you know as, and that's what I do for the people that I love. To to even talk about love in a broader term, everything that I do is love. My business, from uh, my nonprofit, everything, everything is literally out of love. I try to purify my soul every day because we're still human beings you know correct but we're still susceptible to negativity and and all of that so i always try to you know to purify myself and and look at the world and others with love and care and honesty and integrity oh, i love that so what is one mindful practice that you wish you knew when you were younger oh wow this is a good one i wrote this one down um Actually, the act of mindfulness itself to be present and not to worry about what happens, you know, tomorrow, what could happen, what was to just be like if you're working on something, creating something, just be there in that moment. Stop. Don't. It's I know that it's easier said than done, but yeah. it took for me, uh, you know, a long time, you know, I for for me to realize that I only with time I understood that. So, but it takes time, right? So you have to dedicate yourself to to be mindful and always present, um, you know, self-mastery, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, and the, it, it's like even on a personal level, like I remember when I was a teenager, like I was in a, such a rush to get to the future that mm -hmm. I never understood the concept of living in the present. And I didn't actually discover that until what, until five years ago or so. When I was going through my dark night of the soul, that that's when I realized, like, oh, so that's what that means. <laughs> so, yeah, I could definitely identify with that. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. That's 100%. Be present in the moment. Absolutely. So how do you listen to your soul attentively? So 
I like to to make sure that I spend time alone, like in the morning, like I meditate in the morning. I get up super early. I'm an early riser and um, also at night before I go to bed. So, and even if like, let's say for whatever reason, I couldn't do it in the morning, I make sure to take an hour of my time to either go for a walk and just be with myself. Oh, right? perfect. Yeah. That's that works for me that works for me that helps me clear any um clouds or doubts that i'm having during the day for whatever reason if i didn't have you know such a great day because you know every day is different um you know i kind of go clear my head so that leaves then room for clarity for you to really truly listen to your soul attentively because it's there it's like and it's so um it, the the voice of the soul is so sublime, right? So like silence, it's there, right? But if you don't yeah. really pay attention, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to hear what it's saying to you. So you have to take time. That's what I recommend. That's what works for me, right? Everybody's different, but I take time for myself. I meditate in the morning. I read. You know, I drink my coffee, sometimes tea, whatever it is that works for that person. Journaling for some people, you know, or listening to their favorite podcast, whatever works for them. Praying. Um, you know, I just, I meditate and I, I read in the morning or, or just think about my day, sit down, kind of collect my thoughts, organize myself. And then at night I kind of like have the same routine. Um, yeah, I just kind of veg out. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's actually that I, I practice a similar concept when I get up in the morning, like I'll have my alarm go off. I'll just lay down in bed and just for like 10 minutes or so, I'll just be still in just a moment. And I'm like in this state of gratitude when right before I actually get up to get started, I have that little 10 minute buffer and then my second alarm goes off, then I'm ready to go. Um, but yeah, that's so crucial. And I'm one of those big believers, like just appreciating solitude and just embracing that moment just to calm down and just take it easy and listen to yourself. Yeah, And by yourself, I mean your inner self. For that guidance so yeah I, I love it i totally agree exactly yeah everybody has that their their moral compass that come that internal compass that it's biological everybody has it they, just, right. they don't they don't listen to it but it's there everybody has it you just got to listen to it actually let me segue now into because now we we talked about the lighter topics and stuff like that and getting deeper into talking about love and stuff. Now we're going to talk about the opposite. What is your biggest fear? And if you have conquered it, how were you able to go about it? Yeah, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, it's not that I don't have fear, right? right? But I'm pretty fearless. And it's because I'm a person of faith. Um, and I was taught this by my parents. Very fortunate. And, and, the, and I guess that's why I have so much that I want to give because so much was given to me. And the sense of love and the things that really matter, right? And the intangible things. Um, so I don't want to say too much, oh, I'm not fearless. Because everybody obviously, like, I'm afraid of certain things and I get anxious, right? And I know that we're going to talk about that later on. But um, I am just a person of faith. I always believe. I always prepare for the worst, right? But I yeah. always hope for the best. So that is, you know, what I have to say about that. Yeah, you know? no, I totally agree with you. <laughs> it's useful to, to really, like, if you do have fears, if, you know, for whatever reason, you have some traumas, like, you should really work at them because those are all illusions in the end. Jazz. Absolutely. All of them are illusions. So 
if once you understand that concept, then it'll be easier for you to kind of grasp that everything is a miracle around you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I remember uh, I have like a, an adrenaline rush. And when I went skydiving, it was funny, like a lot of fear was projected onto me about what well, are you aren't you scared type of thing and mm-hmm. i swear it was the most liberating experience ever it was just such a free time in my life where i was just letting go of a lot of things so it was very symbolic for me to do that and to experience that was very uh cathartic in its own mm-hmm. in its own sense mm-hmm. But I totally agree. You have to face your, you have to face that fear because it, it is essentially just an illusion built, uh, especially the mental landscape of what's going on inside of you. Exactly. Um, today, I, one of my favorite authors for like in the self-help spirituality um, uh, topics is Marianne Williamson, which she's running uh, for president, by the way. Yes, but, I noticed. Mm-hmm, I have uh, some of her books. So one of them I have is called Daily Devotions and Reflections. And today's message, uh, which is, you know, for day 274 of the day, if any, you know, if anybody cares to know, today is the 274th day of the year. And <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind me reading it, it's very short, but, you know, it starts with a quote. It says, negative emotions need to be released, not suppressed. Having negative emotions doesn't make me a bad person. It means only that I am in need of healing. Healing is a detox process in which things come up in order to be released. God can only take from us what we are willing to give to him. And how I can give to him what I myself, and how can I give to him what I myself have not first looked at? Feelings uh, need to be accepted as they are before they can transform. As I release my negative feelings in an appropriate context, neither projecting them onto other person nor condemning myself for having them, I begin the inner work necessary to change them. I accept that they are there, release them to God, and pray that he will change my mind about whatever situation has caused them. Thus, my miracle begins. And then she has a short like prayer. It says, dear God, I give you, I give to you, not hide from you, my negative feelings about anyone or anything. I know you do not judge me, but rather you will deliver me from the insanity in my mind. Amen. Um, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you like uh, the link also to this um, book. It's pretty cool. I like wow. It. Mm-hmm. I love how she puts everything into words. I, I, I swear she's like. She's, a <laughs> She's like the extension of like essentially how I think and what my thoughts are. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is so cool. I love it. it. Definitely speaks to the soul. Her her prose is very. Um, it captures the essence, the vibration of everybody's soul. The, that peaceful being, that higher being, like her prose talks to that part yeah. of herself, and, and and it resonates. At least with me. <laughs> and I think yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what have you found is the biggest blueprint of success in a world full of distractions? I like how you use the word blueprint, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to do that. Um, let me see. I think um, focusing again in the moment, giving, you know, my all every second. Um, I don't know. In, 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 a, in a world where, like, in an age where we can get 
same day delivery or, or send a message via text to someone instantly, post a picture, people see it right away. I think we lose that um, connection with our soul. And then we're, we're almost addicted to that instant gratification, right? Yeah. And that, that by consequence distracts us, right? So I think that one of the best practices for you to create your personal blueprint for success, right, is to figure out what compels you, right? What drives you? What makes you so happy that you're actually lost in time, that time ceases to exist? Because that's when you are not going to be persuaded by, let's say, technology, going into Instagram or talking to your friend instead of doing the work that you want to do and focusing on the goals that you want to reach, right? I think it's all about organizing yourself, coming up with like a process. I think um, self-governance is very important, right? Understanding yourself. Um, yeah. and, and I'm going to post a link about self-governance because that's so extremely important that you organize yourself. I think in a level, a lot of people don't think that they also have to do that to themselves. They only think, oh, company, you know, no. Treat yourself like you would a company. You have compliance things for yourself, have standards, you know, create patterns that are, you know, that lead to success, good habits. And, and it's an everyday work. So, you know, start from there. Uh, I, you know, I still, you know, it's only me and my partner at the moment. So we have a lot coming at us because we have our current clients and we're trying to gain more new clients you know we're working on client acquisition doing meetings like doing this sort of thing with you which it's so amazing um but you have to make room for the things that are going to keep propelling you in the direction that you want to go and those are the important things that you need to give your attention to as opposed to those things that distract and keep you away from reaching your potential and reaching the things that you want to do and love Oh, perfect. I love it. So with that said, what is one lesson you would, well, you would be fruitful with for someone who's in their 20s? Um, yeah, I thought about that a lot because let's say, I think, look into educating yourself um, about finances, about, you know, personal finances. There's not, unfortunately, they don't teach that in school, in high school. They don't even teach it really in colleges. You can even have a finance degree and leave, you know, the school and still not know anything about personal finances, you know, um, having yeah, that, that's so true. Yeah. So that's why we're trying to create again, you know, and, and, and starting with our community, you know, I'm starting with my daughter, my daughter, like I teacher every day and then she you know she has her Roth 401k I mean she I mean what is it the Roth IRA she has a savings a checking she knows how to manage her money I'm always on top of her because obviously she's a teenager you know but you have to it starts in the home as well so I guess one lesson um let me see that you think would be fruitful for someone in their 20s to know and why um and in their 30s, I mean, in their 20s, especially, like, try to educate yourself. Maybe maybe not in high school, because high school, to me, is almost like um, a rite of passage. It's not, like, necessary, to be honest with you. I know that's a very Trump, uh, controversial topic that we can talk on another day, but... Oh, I, my gosh, yeah. No, I agree. I'm right up there with you, yeah. though. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just self-educate yourself, and especially on finances. Everything revolves around credit. Um you'll find that if, especially if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, that if you don't have good credit, it's going to be very hard for you. You're going to 
you're gonna have to you already have to work hard as hell you're gonna have to work even harder like super super duper hard so that's oh, yeah, the one sure. um i guess lesson you know just study self teach your uh, teach yourself don't wait for people to to impart that knowledge when you seek it seek it and learn it absolutely so what about uh now sharing that same advice for somebody in their 30s would you extend that same uh advice so to speak for a 20 year old yeah so let's say that i think in your 30s yeah obviously if you don't know anything about personal finances you should start there but i think in their 30s let's say you know a person like heard this message and they're like oh my god let me get up to par with my finances and then they go into their 30s um i think that in in your 30s you should really have a already kind of a good idea of where you're headed right you have to like if you're still out there i don't know um clubbing partying and there's nothing wrong with actually going out and having fun and dancing and really like entertaining yourself but if you're if that's not your job right and you're passionate about it and you're actually making money and happy and doing this and you're just wasting money getting drunk and doing all these things and you're in your 30s like you you have to really look at yourself and be like what what, what are you doing <laughs> Yeah, really. You know, it's not <laughs> trying to be judgmental, but it's like, serious. You know, you're no, absolutely. contributing, you know, to somebody else's paycheck, to be honest with you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, you're paying, like, the club promoters, the, the club <laughs> itself, the <laughs> the bartenders. Yeah, you know, I need to take away nothing because I love, I mean, I girl, I love to dance. Like, you don't, um, I love to dance and I love to party, but there's a time and place for everything, you know? Absolutely. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's my lesson. Um that I would impart like somebody in their thirties that if they're still in that, you know, they find themselves like, I don't know, with um, that question or longing in their heart, like, Oh, where's my life going? It's like, you're, you're not, you're not focusing on, on listening to your soul and to uh, figuring out what your purpose is because every, everybody has a purpose. You just have to find it. You just have to try Try different things until you find it. I mean, if you know, if you're really truly interested and invested in that, that's what you should do. Dedicate yourself to finding that purpose. That why your why, your big why. Well, speaking on purpose, when and how did you come to the realization that you were serving your life purpose? Well, obviously I've always had an inclination since I was little, just because of my life experiences. Um that I wanted to do something very big and help people. I always, since I was a little girl, always, I always wanted to help people because of things that happened to me and that, you know, that impacted the way I view life. And I don't know, found the, the opportunity and the connection with someone that was doing what I wanted to do, that I saw them, I admired them. I quickly, you know, went to them for mentoring and, and guidance. And that's how I kind of like really started in that path and, and realized like how fulfilling it was that it's, it's, it's almost, you can't explain it. It's something that drives you, your demeanor changes when you're talking about it. Like, you know, it's really unexplainable. It, it, it comes from the heart. You don't have to think about it twice. You don't hesitate. That's when you know that you really found your purpose. And that's how I knew. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Cause it's, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a, a, like an unimaginable sense of passion, yes. if I was to put it in that in that phrase. So that's so cool. So now segueing back into professional life and business and stuff like that, uh, 
I noticed that a lot of entrepreneurs and would-be entrepreneurs, the go-getters, the hustlers that are really out there, it seems to me like they're suffering with anxiety a lot these days. Is it safe to say that from your perspective that this could be a common plight that's going on? And if so, what do you think this all stems from? Yeah, well, my opinion, I'm not obviously a professional, but let's say I think that Believe it or not, this is going to sound, it might sound weird to a lot of people. They're going to be like, what? But food and your gut health is very important on how you process things. Like you are a machine, essentially. You're a biological machine. So how you eat, how you treat your body is going to be um, how it operates. So if you feed it a lot of unhealthy things, it's going to be working overtime. You're not going to be able to think clearly. Things are going to, uh, you're going to be susceptible to anxiety, to depression. So it's important that people understand that, that food is everything, right? It's the source of its nutrition. And, and I'm not saying like, because I'm a foodie, right? So I love to try new foods. I'm talking about something that is going to nourish, not just for the purpose of enjoying like a good, you know, meal and food like I like to do and everybody, but it's also understanding what works for your body and feeding it and nourishing it, you know, the proper way. Um, I actually have another venture called um, uh, The Whole Kitchen, and it talks about that. And, and our little tagline is feed your mind, body, and soul. And you'll see more of that coming soon as well. But it talks about that. And and a lot of people, a lot of their anxieties, right, because anxiety is a very broad topic and everybody's different, right? You have to understand why that person is anxious very like that's a that's a way too deep uh, a topic because not everybody suffers from the same thing right we're not all the same correct and, and you know we're not worried or concerned about the same things but um you're able to manage those th that anxiety if you have proper nutrition you're able to um when trials and turbulations you know in your life happens when something unexpected happens you are able to face that with a, 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 a more clear mind. You know, you're able to actually um, attack it head on and find an easier solution as opposed to just getting anxious and drowning in anxiety and then making it worse, right? Because we're always going to have issues and problems. But, um, you know, I get anxious sometimes. Sometimes I'm super overworked and overwhelmed. So I just take a break. I sometimes, um, you know what happens to me actually a lot because I'm a thinker. So um I'll like if I if I can't figure out something my mind starts going in the loop trying to figure that out so I try to catch myself like if 20 minutes have passed and I haven't figured something out something that I'm trying to figure out and give me I just put it to the side and do something else and then come back to it and that actually when I could go back to it it helps me it comes to me right away whatever I was trying to figure out because when you're in, in the middle of that cloud of the anxiety, you can't think straight. You're not going to solve it. Yeah, no, I totally I totally agree with you. It does. The first part, yeah, it it's so connected to the gut. And if you're not treating it the right nutrition, it's going to definitely play out on a, your whole mental scale and where you're at as regards to your task and how you react to that task. Like I've seen people go to meetings and when you want to be alert, and you're just so tired, like you're just not able to provide the right insight, you know? So, you know what? Let's, let's actually give people something that's super easy that everybody can relate. When you're hungry, you can't think. Yes. When you're hungry, so 
and let's even go deeper and and, and and this is sad to talk about but look at in those third world countries where kids have not eaten for days exactly but i mean like you cannot think you can't function so then obviously that creates anxiety depression and everything else like everybody suffers from that that's like a, a human condition like anxiety but so there are ways to manage it and one of them is that way you know it's just finding that because there's always going to be stressors. There's always going to be stressors, triggers for everybody. And obviously for everybody is different depending on, you know, their experiences in life. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's so true. Like, I mean, stress is always going to be there. It's what you do about it that makes a whole big difference. And yeah. I think that's like the bottom line when it comes to overcoming stress. Like you're just, it's not something that you could just easily just turn it off and just accept it for what it is and, you know, find a solution to work around that. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally agree. And even if it means having to take a break, it, and some of us entrepreneurs are very like dead set on getting everything done and completed, but we do it to our own detriment. I'll, I'll also recommend another book, and it's called How Not to Die. It's food. It's about a. It's a nutrition book. It's it, it's called How Not to Die. So I'll I'll have that for for you. Well. Oh, that's great. Good stuff. So yeah. coming down to the last segment right now with our last question here, list any party wisdom you would want others to know. Above all, love yourself. Be nice to yourself. Because if you're not nice to yourself at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to be nice to other people. You're not going to be able to look at the world, you know, the way that it should really is. Um, so above all, you know, how we started the conversation, you know, talking about love. Um, genuinely love yourself and, and the way that you do that is being, you know, nice and, and understanding that you're sacred, that you're a miracle. And then Absolutely. see how your perspective is going to change once you start really, truly, you know, loving, loving and respecting yourself. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having a chat with us, taking some time from your busy schedule to just come on board and talk about your insight and what's going on in your business and your organization. And again, I'm going to list all of your resources and stuff like that so people could check you out. But thank you so much, Ornette. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Need more wellness tips and lifestyle ideas? Get your fix now and hop on over to thiswomanfromnyc.com. And while you're there, sign up for the free newsletter for blog updates, events, and giveaways. I'm your girl Jazz, and I'll see you on the 5th.